0: So as we're speaking right now, the largest theme page that I run Five Star Football is losing followers or on its very best day, it's plateauing, netting out an average of zero followers. And this has been happening over the past couple of weeks and I try my very best to be transparent with the people that are listening. A lot of the people are my friends, they're my family, they're contemporaries. And I, and I want to be forth with, with the struggles I'm going through because I think that's what makes the most entertaining content. It's the stuff that most people are going through. Uh, Not everybody can have the same amount of wins as another person, but it often feels like we share and wallow in very similar losses. So I wanted to talk a little bit this week about what happens when you have an account like where Five Star is right now, where you're plateauing, you're not growing, you might even be losing followers. I wanna walk through three what I consider to be really tangible steps on how you can turn around an account like that, get out of a rut. uh, Because I think it's not fair to frame it for yourself as, oh, I'm bad at what I'm doing. I have to retool my strategy. I think it's better and more constructive to think about losing followers or plateauing at a certain amount of followers as being in a rut. Uh, It could be a creative rut. It could be that you're not sure what your content should look like. You you think you might have to pivot your content Uh, very well. It could also just be an algorithmic rut where Instagram, for whatever reason, whether there was a change in the algorithm or whether your content is no longer favored in the algorithm like it was before uh, that, that your page is in this sort of algorithmic rut. Uh, So there's a couple of ways to to look at it, but I, I don't think it's fair again to say, oh, shoot, now I'm bad at running or managing Instagram or Instagram accounts or any social media account. I'm going to speak really uh, specifically about Instagram here just because that's uh, an algorithm that I know a lot of people have gripes with. Uh, but I think the first thing that you have to do uh, when you find yourself in this position is just take some time, think and analyze really anecdotally uh, the last time that you thought your page or your content was performing really, really well. And I want you to just analyze some contemporaneous factors that might've led to that success at the time. I know there was somebody who reached out to me on my at Web LLC account on Instagram. Make sure you go follow if you don't already. Uh, and he was basically like, hey, I grew like crazy over this winter, gained 20,000 followers over the course of a couple months. But now I am plateauing followers, losing followers, a very similar thing to what Five Star is doing right now. Um, Five Star was growing thousands of followers a day a couple months ago and now it's more, you know, now recently it's been in a more humble growth trajectory, maybe only growing a couple hundred followers a day and even more recently than that, of course, uh, plateauing. So this individual said, you know, how do I get back to where I was when my account was growing at 20,000, tens of thousands of followers per month? And I told him or I asked him first rather, what type of content were you posting at the time where your account was doing really well? Because it very well be might be just a reframing of what your value proposition is to uh, the people that follow you. This is something I talked about in last week's episode. I put a lot of content out about it. Um, remembering what your value proposition is, because I think when you're so head down um, running an account, I know theme pages can be especially exhausting in this regard, where you're trying to get so much content out uh, so often that you lose what your Uh, Purpose is in the environment of Instagram or on whatever social media platform you operate on uh, and you forget what your main value proposition is to your followers. So I reminded this individual to go back and look at what he was posting at the time where he was blowing up and see if he hadn't deviated a little bit from that type of content. It's important to note here that when you're going to look back and analyze uh, some factors, uh, you, you should be having some. You should have some sort of software, some sort of program, some sort of tool to analyze uh, the metrics on your Instagram page. And some of my favorites are IG Blade, uh, which is very similar to Social Blade, which is another one I recommend. On um, Social Blade, it's a little bit more popular for people on YouTube, or on Twitter. IG Blade is that similar type of tool, but for Instagram, it's open source it is open source in the sense that uh, all the data that's collected isn't something you have to be logged in to give uh, it's just Data that it pulls from publicly facing profiles. So you can measure somebody's engagement rate, uh, somebody's follower growth, somebody's, um, you know, amount of times posted just by looking at their profile publicly. And then this is a tool that aggregates all the information into what I think is a really um, easy to use interface. And then another cool thing that IG Blade does is sends you monthly reports on accounts that you favorite. So every month in your inbox, you will get a report, um, really nice laid out charts and metrics of how your account has been performing over the past however many days. So, chandra aside, it's important to have one of these tools to go back and analyze this first step. Analyze what your what kind of content you were posting um, and how your account was performing. You need you need a tool to tool to do that. So, a couple things to run through um, to think about. Okay, what was I posting? Have I strayed away from it? Um, Look at the type of content you were posting. Um, Was it more top of funnel, middle funnel, bottom of funnel stuff? And where were you getting it? If you're a theme page um, and you're sourcing content from elsewhere, uh, where were you getting the content? This might very well be an issue of you are putting... Recycled content out there that's been that's been seen a lot recently. Um, so, have you changed your content source? Uh, if you're somebody that creates content, have you changed uh, the the style, the tone, uh, the the subject matter you're talking about? That's important to note, or just think about uh, what was going around, what was going on around that time that your content was blowing up. I think since I deal really heavily, heavily, obviously with sports accounts, uh, with seasonality, so with five star. Uh, right now one of the things that I'm thinking about is okay we're out of football season you know the NBA the uh, NHL MLB soccer those are taking up a lot of uh, space on these more traditional accounts like ESPN and Bleacher Report and Sports Center I think that's if you run a sports account is honestly a, a really good thing to look at is what are they spending a lot of their time on what sports are they spending a lot of their time on for example uh, to kind of give you an indication of where the public opinion is uh, those guys do a really good job, obviously covering all the sports. So they have to be really keen to what people want to see. And if they're posting a lot of basketball content right now, which makes sense as we get into the NBA playoffs, uh, it is it makes sense that people are be caring more about basketball uh, and less about football, which is in an off season right now. So think about the seasonality. Um, maybe it's market factors. Maybe at the time of starting the account, uh, I think about this with an account I had called Mic'ed Up Football. Uh, maybe at the time of starting, it wasn't a really saturated niche you were in. It wasn't really saturated spot you were in, but since running that account or or growing that account, uh, more more players have come into the game essentially and more accounts have been created. And now all of a sudden you're competing with more people, with more eyeballs and everything that you're doing is really sort of oversaturate the content that you're posting, the, the subject matter, the niche that you're in uh, is really oversaturated. So another thing to consider, uh, both seasonality, are you in an off season for whatever you're posting about? And then market factors, are there, is there increased competition uh, in the types of content that you are posting? And that I think it's also important to note what some indicators of success are. You know, if you have high, if you're looking back at a certain time uh, and comparing it to where you are now, if you had really high engagement rate, that is more of a marker of having really successful content. Um, If you had a spike in followers, like a really exorbitant month, this individual I talked about having tens of thousands of followers um, happen over the course of the month. This happened with uh, prep, who or prep, uh, yeah, prephoops.com, where we gained over the course of a week like ten thousand followers, and that and that's just not a sustainable growth trajectory. Even ten thousand followers over the course of a month, that's that's not a sustainable growth trajectory. You can't honestly think that you will be growing at that rate forever. And so when you see big spikes like that in something like followers, that's more of an indication that the algorithm picked up your page and the algorithm was treating your page really nicely over. Whatever course of time uh, you were seeing that growth, and it, it's there are still things to be learned from those time, uh, from those periods where you were growing in followers like crazy. Uh, but I think a better indication or a better way to compare yourself even is where was your engagement rate the highest, and where does it stand right now? Because that's a, a more true marker of the success of your content rather than just. A huge amount of followers because that huge amount of followers could have been because of a tweak in the algorithm uh, could have been just because you got on a, a really lucky streak with some really viral pieces of content. I know for prep network we had, or prep hoops, we had a couple reels do like 2 million views in a row, like three reels in a row did 2 million views. And that was going to drive a ton of followers. But then when we post a reel that only got a hundred thousand views, it's just hard to maintain that momentum. So uh, follower spikes, don't look at those and compare maybe a lack of followers now uh, to the huge spike of followers you had previously because that could just very well be an algorithm thing and something that's out of your control. Still look at the content you were posting and, and take some notes from it and take some cues from it. But I would compare your engagement rates more. And maybe looking back at engagement rates then, uh, engagement rates now, you realize there's not that big of a difference. And so maybe there's not a lot you have to be switching up. Um, but that, that's at that point, you can maybe look at your followers and see, you know, the follower growth differences and see. okay, was I posting something different then versus now? But again, those are always indicators or often are indicators of algorithm changes more than they are your own content changes. And then I think the last thing to note is how have your goals changed? So for an account, I'm, I don't really run an account like this, but say you were a theme page that was posting a lot of top of funnel content stuff that was aimed at getting a lot of engagement. And then you pivoted towards trying to sell a product or trying to grow a brand. Well, your goals have changed from getting as much engagement, as many followers as possible to now uh, trying to build brand uh, relevance and brand credibility, brand awareness with followers. So uh, your goals have shifted from a lot of these vanity metrics that probably caused your page to grow in a way that you really liked to now there's other metrics that you should be measuring, whether it be at conversion rates, website clicks, different things like that. But analyze and look at if your goals have changed over the course of that month from Um, probably what was a lot of top of funnel, uh, hyper growth focused content to what might be more bottom of line metrics, uh, goals that have to do a little bit more with uh, tangible business outcomes, uh, stuff that doesn't necessarily feed into your account growing. So all things to consider, but it is very likely that maybe you have had no past success on Instagram. Maybe you are listening to this because you just came Uh, upon an Instagram account, you just started an Instagram account, you picked up an Instagram account with no momentum that had no uh, prior success. So, So what would you do to get an account even off the ground, much less flip it from a time where it had a lot of success to continuing that success? I would focus on features and practices that get you the most bang for your buck. So what do I mean by that? Speaking about Instagram specifically, that's focusing on things like Instagram reels, carousels, interactive stories, and responding to all of your comments. I think if you do those four things and you do them consistently, you'll be really hard-pressed not to see a difference in your analytics. The reason I talk about these things, and you've probably heard me talk about these things before, is because these are features that the platform, that Instagram, for whatever reason, Uh, favors. And it's no secret. It's actually been proven uh, in a a handful of studies and and, and confirmed by a handful of Instagram reps that um, Instagram reels, they're they're really trying to push these right now. So in an effort to compete with TikTok, they want to make sure that you're incentivized by views and by impressions and by likes uh, to be posting more. So they are going to favor those on their explore page. They're going to carve out a whole spot on the bottom row, as you see, for reels. Um, they're really going to try to increase your numbers. So you're more incentivized to come over from a platform like TikTok to Instagram because you see that you can get um Better performance on Instagram. Again, carousels are something that they've talked about where uh, or people have studied and shown that carousels get higher engagement on average than single image posts or uh, feed video posts. Anecdotally, this makes sense when you scroll through Instagram and you see a carousel. Uh, if you don't engage with it, then the second time you scroll past it, it'll show you the next uh, picture on the slide. And that's a really sneaky way for Instagram to give you more impressions um, on a carousel because that's going to be a post that's going to circulate in somebody's home feed uh, multiple times. Interactive stories are really, really good. This is a really anecdotal point, but I think it's interesting nonetheless. On Five Star recently, we uh, even when we had 120,000 followers, we we wouldn't see more than four to five thousand people viewing our story, which is really, really low for 120,000 followers. I mean, you're, you're talking about like one percent, uh, maybe a little bit more than one percent engagement. Definitely less than five percent engagement or impression engagement on stories. All of a sudden, recently, I would say within the past couple of weeks, we're seeing uh, stories going up to 20,000. We had a story the other day that was at 20,000 views, 20,000 impressions. And this is, again, a very anecdotal piece of of evidence. But um, these stories have been polls. They've been sliding scales. They've been um, Q&As. They've been ways for people to interact with the story. Um, Of course, that's going to be better in Instagram's eyes because they're staying on that uh, piece of content for a little bit longer, they're staying on the platform for longer, they're engaging with the content, maybe clicking over to your profile, doing a bunch of things that keep them on platform longer. Uh, but it was just really an interesting anecdote I thought I'd share because we've seen these stories, views um, increase, even with some of my clients, people that aren't getting more than 50 views on stories, when you add an interactive tag, it for whatever reason, so maybe the reasons I outlined, or maybe just because there's a, a little cut out in the algorithm, they for whatever reason, increase the views on, on your stories. So. I think that's something to look into. Stories are really easy to throw up. Um, I've seen videos on, I think they posted a reel on, on my Instagram page the other day where they recommended you post like five to 10 stories a day. That's a ton, but they're they're really, really easy to do. Um, again, they can be as easy as Q and A's, really simple polls. That's what we've been doing on Five Star. Um, things to get people to interact with them, uh, and I promise that's going to increase your views. Um, it's, again, going to increase the likelihood that people click over your profile. You're showing up not only on their home feed, but again, on the on the top bar where, where the stories show up, you have a chance for your story stories to show up on the explore page. If people even click through explore page stories, I'm not sure, but it's just really interesting or just a different way to uh, to get in front of people. And the final thing is responding to all of your comments. This is how I got five star off the ground when it was at 20,000 followers a couple summers ago, which was every time I would post, I would stay on platform for 10 to 15 minutes after check back in 10, 15 minutes after. And the first even if it's five to 10 people that commented, I would respond to their comment. And even if it was as simple as an emoji, Instagram counts that as another comment on your post. So when you click out of your post, you can see, oh, the post went from five comments to 10 comments because you responded to every single one. And of course, as much as I believe that comments are just vanity metrics, a little bit better than likes, but vanity metrics nonetheless, Instagram weighs that in its calculation of whether or not that is a good piece of content. So if you're boosting the comments on your post within the first 10 to 15 minute window where Instagram is analyzing whether that's something they want to show to a broader subsect of people. That's how algorithms work, right? They show it to a test group. If it's received well in that test group, they show it to a larger test group, so on and so on until you reach the lauded explore page where they show it to the largest test group. And if you're able to boost those numbers, why wouldn't you? So I would recommend in the again, in the first 10 to 15 minutes after you post to stay active on the platform, to be responding to comments, do it genuinely if you can. But even if it's as simple as putting a fire emoji or putting a hands praising emoji, I think it's going to be really beneficial um, to increasing the visibility of your content on platform, then also building a rapport with the people that follow you, right? So again, if you do those four things, IG reels, carousels, interactive stories, and responding to all the comments, I, I promise you, you are going to see an increase in the impressions on your platform. And impressions affect a lot of bottom of line metrics your engagement rate, how many followers you get, people clicking over to your profile, hopefully clicking over to your website, if that's something that you're trying to get them to do. Um, and so doing those four things, if you do those four things consistently, I, I promise, promise, promise that you will see um, better analytics on, on your page. The final point that I want to touch on here is focusing on posting 70 to 80% top of funnel content. So that is two or three out of every 10 of your posts can be lower funnel. They can be more branded. They can be more salesy. They can focus on a call to action. But I want you to think about for every 10 pieces of content you post, having seven to eight of those be top of funnel stuff that is hyper relevant to a large portion of people in your niche. And I think if you use the techniques that I mentioned in step two and the insights that you gained from step one, thinking about the kind of content that will be good for you to post, you are going to see increased results more so than if you were just going to focus on step one or just step two or even both of them combined. If you're posting a lot of top of funnel content, you're doing that in features on the platform where the platform is incentivized to show your stuff to more people through reels, through through uh, interactive stories, carousels, stuff like that. Uh, you're going to see uh, a really probably substantial increase in, in your impressions. And you're going to increase your chance to have a couple pieces of those content go viral. I think a really good example of this uh, for myself is prep hoops. You probably could be talking about it already, but we went from posting probably seven out of every 10, 70% middle and bottom of funnel stuff, um, organic or not organic rather, but more salesy branded pieces of content. We went from doing mostly that to doing mostly top of funnel stuff and still including some bottom of funnel stuff, of course, but doing mostly top of funnel stuff. And we saw such an explosion of growth that I've talked about a lot already, uh, that is insane. And that explosion of growth is only going to put more people, uh, in, get more eyeballs on what you're doing. Uh, And we've again, talked about the organic funnel on social media, where the more people you can capture with a viral reel, 2 million people, if even 10% of those 5% of those 2% of those people um, carry on down your funnel and enjoy a piece of middle bottom of funnel content that you have, uh, that's far more people than would have ever seen it in the first place. So I think it's really important to focus your energy on the top of funnel stuff, not negating any bottom of funnel stuff. Uh, bottom of funnel content, but focusing most of your attention and most of your posting on top of funnel, you're going to see a lot of success. I I think too often people focus on how much they're posting. You see all these people, you know, you, you hear all these back practices of, Oh, you should be posting every day. You should be posting twice a day. You should be posting three times a week. I think the conversation revolves around too much around how much they should be posting a week. And I think it's more important uh, to have a conversation around the distribution of what you're posting and what percentage, again, of your content is top of funnel, bottom of funnel, middle of funnel. And I think if you have the right proportions, then it won't necessarily matter how often you post. Obviously, the more often you post, the more often you have a chance to hit with a viral post or a post that reaches a lot of people. But even if you post three times a week, I have clients I post for three times a week, we see really positive results because we are utilizing features that the platform wants us to utilize and doing it consistently. I think of that very simply as the difference between a client of mine line of scrimmage where we're posting three to four times a week. But when we post, we're doing carousels, we're doing reels, uh, we're doing stories that have interactive pieces to them. uh, And we still have reels that do tens of thousands of views on an account that has 2000 followers. uh, And having that be juxtaposed to something like prep or five-star where we post every single day, multiple times a day. And we have uh, posts do just as well. We have posts go viral still, uh, but we're posting every single day. So again, it's not a matter of how often you post, it's how you distribute uh, the the types of posts that you have. Um, And and of scrimmage, again, this is a great example. We're only posting a handful of times a week, but we still have reels, hit the explore page, do tens of thousands of views. Um, But because we're acting intentionally and because we are only utilizing the features on the platform that are get us the most bang for our buck, uh, we're seeing a really positive return and, and a really good growth trajectory. And, and that's an interesting case study as well because we're using every bit of the platform. We're using IGTV. We're using carousel posts. We're using stories. We're using reels. And we've been doing that for probably six months now. And we've just seen a constant trajectory of 10 followers a day, 50 followers a day. We'll have bumps. We'll do 100 followers in a day. And we Take an account that was at a thousand followers and double it over the course of seven, eight months because we are hitting our audience with consistent messaging, consistent content, consistent style, consistent tone. So that's a consistency piece. I had to throw that in at the end. I know people often meme on uh, people like myself for talking too much about consistency, but I think it's an important piece and I'm glad I got it in at the end. I want to close out by saying that on top of that consistency piece, Posting similar types of content, similar formats, similar tones is going to allow the platform to slot, especially your top of funnel content in more often. This is not to go back again on the episode that I had last week, but if you are showing up consistently for the platform, they're going to show up consistently for you. If they know that they can trust you to deliver a set audience with a set type of content, they are going to be more apt to put you in that spot every time. Think about on somebody's home feed or on somebody's explore feed, rather, they have three slots for football theme content. If you're posting the same type of content that's getting the same type of reaction from the same types of people, you're going to be put in one of those slots more often than not, more often than somebody who's posting inconsistently or posting different types of content outside of their niche with a different tone that's not getting the same reaction every time, uh, you're going to be favored in that regard. And I think if you can do that at the top of funnel, level, you can start building brand awareness from there with strategies that we've talked about at the top of funnel by including your branding and and different ways and different formats on these pieces of content, but then also by following up with lower funnel pieces of content that is going to resonate with a smaller percentage of your audience or a smaller percentage of your potential audience, but still a larger absolute number than would have seen it or would have resonated with it before. That is all I have for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is a really fun episode to talk about. I think I was really in in my in the right pocket in the right vein of conversation here. Uh, So I'm glad you guys listened. Thank you so much for listening to this point. Uh, If you have already, I would love if you went over to Instagram, followed me there at TylerWeb LLC. I post a lot of similar content like this. I'm, I'm switching that page to from more of a promotional stuff that I only produce uh, content-wise type of page to uh, what I call a meme page for marketers or a theme page for marketers, something that I can curate content from other spots, from TikTok mainly, um, and bring it over a lot of memes that I've just have fun creating and posting. So if you're somebody in the marketing space and you think you'd enjoy that, a theme page for marketers, something I don't really see existing a lot, uh, go and follow me at L C. Connect with me on LinkedIn. That's another great place to reach me if you have any questions. I'm always happy to ha- Hop on a call and just type out any answers that you want. Um, make sure to let me know if you came from this podcast that you came and I'll be more apt to connect with you there. We also have a TikTok at Swipe Up Podcast where we post, again, a lot of content from here. That's enough stuff from Rushman for now. I will catch you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care.